We all need resilience to live a fulfilling life. With resilience, you'll be more prepared to take on challenges, to develop your talents, skills, and abilities so that you can live with more purpose and more joy. That is a quote by Eric Greitens. Welcome to Trina Talk. Trina Talk is a weekly podcast that will inspire and empower women of all ages to strive for the impossible. Your host, Trina L. Martin from TrinaMartin.com is a motivational speaker, leader, and cybertech expert. Every week, Trina will share wisdom gained from her life experiences and lessons learned while pursuing her goals to inspire you to achieve the next level in your life. Now, your host, Trina L. Martin. Hello, welcome to Trina Talk. I am your host, Trina L. Martin, and this is episode 41. Before I get into today's guest introduction, I would like you to know that I have created a community called Talk to Trina Community on Facebook. And I want you to get out there and join the community because there are some amazing things happening and I want you to be a part of it. I want you to be the first to know about it. And I'm building a community because people have been asking me about my motivation, my inspiration and getting together and talking to other like minded people. So get out there on Facebook, look for Talk to Trina Community and sign up to join. Okay, today's topic is give someone else a helping hand. My guest this week is James Roberts. James Roberts was born with a congenital disability called femoral dysplasia in his left leg. His love for sports and competition led him to become a two-time Paralympic athlete. He went on to compete in multiple sports and competitions around the world. James is now retired, and he is a speaker, fitness coach, and podcaster. Hi, James. Welcome to the show. Thanks for having me on, Trina. Well, thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule. Um, I'm very interested in learning about you. Um, this is the first time that we're connecting. So why don't you give me the short version of who you are? I know you're over in the United Kingdom. So um, tell me a little bit more about yourself. Well, I am a two-time Paralympian, uh, recent, well, not recently retired. I retired about six years ago and looked to start my own uh, personal training business, which is now four years old. So I've probably used what I learned as an athlete to transfer over as a coach. And I know you wanted me to keep it sh short and sweet. And I think that is why both a pro and con of why I've become a coach is I've, I've kind of seen what the potential of what an individual is able to accomplish when they put their mind to it, but also you have to treat the individual like so. You can't give everybody, um, so to speak, uh, a plan or whatever you want to call it off the shelf. You've got to treat a person as an individual. And I think as I've gone on to be able to do that, I've got better at doing that by being a better probably listener as opposed to and people would probably assume myself or other athletes in general we like to spout our successes and I'm probably one of the people that don't I don't mind people doing it for me but I'm quite humble and like to stay behind the scenes uh, and it's generally like things like this where it comes to the forefront to be able to be a little bit nostalgic and reminisce of things that I've I've able to be able to have, have accomplished. So you said a lot of things that I'm really loving. Um, first of all, I love that you're a motivational speaker. That's one of the reasons why I want to speak with you because I am as well. Um, but you're a fitness coach, correct? That's correct. And I love what you're saying about you say you listen, which is very important because a lot of times we don't listen, we hear, but we don't listen. But 
what you said that struck a nerve with me was the fact that you said you can't give everyone um, a cookie cutter plan. Everybody, everybody's unique and everyone is different. So you customize your coaching for each individual. That's correct. And I think, I think by listening, I think you get, be it not necessarily the customer or be it the person you're speaking to on a consultation to probably acknowledge what they're actually saying and their true beliefs as to what is the underlying issue. Whereas a lot of things that be it myself and people in my, in the industry will hear is be it, you know, I want to fit into this black dress for, at Christmas. I want to be, be beach body ready. I want to have perfect six pack abs. Whereas if you gloss over, and that's actually glossing over the fact that there's probably something deeper that you want to actually overcome and accomplish, but you're using that to mask what the actual true problem is. And I think because those are things that are in the mainstream, people resonate and kind of gravitate to it because, okay, I must look a certain way. Um, I need to look uh, what is socially acceptable, which I would disagree with. Because you're kind of moving away from the fact that you need to be an individual, you need to be unique in your own way. And I think as children, we had no problem with that. But I think as we get older and, and are probably not at one with our emotions, we kind of tie ourselves to, so to speak, the quick fix, the the instant gratification, you know, the the quick thing that's going to give me that, that magic pill to solve an issue. whereas nothing can be done that way. It, everything takes time. But I think because we're kind of in that mentality, if I, mu I must have it now, 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 most people aren't willing to sacrifice and put in the long yards. I, I agree. And I think because we're in a day and age of technology and everything is right at our fingertips, mm. I think everyone wants that instant gratification. Um, people have forgotten that like you said, things take time and you have to go through a process. So what I want to know is when you're doing your coaching and someone comes to you, say I came to you and I say, you know, I want to get in shape because, you know, for my birthday, I want to, you know, wear a certain dress or whatever. And you've already said, usually that's just the surface of what's really going on. Do you talk to your, your clients deeper and say, what do you really want? Or do you just go for the fact that they say, okay, I want six, a six pack of abs for the summer. How do you handle that? No, I'll go deeper because it, it, I want to know what is the, be it not a purpose, but what is your actual why? Why do you want to do? Okay. For some people that may be the overall um, result outcome that you want to achieve is to, to get ready for your birthday to look nice for you. And, and, and I wouldn't disagree with that because at the end of the day, that result, uh, that outcome is for you. It's not you could care less what is going to be uh, perceived of you on social media, be it Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, whatever you want to call it. You're doing it for you. Whereas by what I'm listening to, you're not telling me that. I'll dig a little bit, let me, let me dig a little bit deeper, ask probing questions and not be too intrusive, but try and kind of pull it out of you in every way I can that be okay. It's going to be emotional for some people more than others, but we're going to get to the, to the bottom of what is actually the trigger or the endeavor as to why you want to make that change in the first place. Okay. So to me, it seems like you have a great piece of um, care that you have for your clients. You're not just taking their money and saying, okay, well I can whip you into shape in a month and give you all the muscles that you want. You really care and want to know really what's the driving force with them. Well, I think Trina, it comes down to this. It's it's oh the money is well is nice, but I think it's at the end of the day you're you're creating that relationship. So I have what would I call it? Um an ethical principle with myself that 
if I can't get you to where you want to, or at least, you know, be able to progress in the right direction, I'm not doing right by you. So I think it's, it does come down to, and this is, I think maybe where people need to question things at, at times is what, what is the benefactor for that person doing a certain thing, be it, um, you know, celebrities endorsing certain products. Well, shouldn't you look dig a little bit deeper and see well do they take that product themselves do they actually really believe in it whereas i think because i'm willing to be as transparent as i can be and be as open as i can be from the vet from the get-go uh be it from content i'll put out uh, on on my social media platforms, which is there for anybody to to take as and when they they want to, and that, that's free content. So if you actually apply what I put out there, on I'm gonna say, not always on a daily basis, but at least on a uh, what's the word I want to use? Oh, I can't think of the word. In terms of in terms of reliable. Uh, content but in terms of it coming out on a time frame that is i won't say like clockwork but you could time it it's going to come out it's going to be a value if you implemented even probably i would say maybe 50 percent of that you would see improvement and i had somebody message me a while back they they did it they utilized my free content and they lost what was it about six pound and that was mm-hmm. just just implementing free content I put out. Mm-hmm. I like what you're saying, especially the ethical part. Um, how did you get to the to the this point where you know to dig deeper with your clients and to really listen to what they're saying? How did you how did you get to that point in your life where you knew that? those are the things that you needed to ask to really help your client and, and brand yourself in such a way. I think for me, Trina, for that one, I think it took it in rock bottom myself. It was things weren't going particularly well. Uh, I was at a stage of well, say my life, but in terms of, and we were only talking about seven, eight months ago, uh, I had issues with mental health and I kind of went not necessarily down into, into depression, but, very much questioning myself, um, not being comfortable, so to speak, in my, in my skin because I, I couldn't kind of pinpoint, well, why are things not working for me? And I think through working with other coaches myself to build myself back up, build the confidence up and probably just replicating what they were doing in terms of, well, you're listening to me, getting me to go back through, be it, I didn't go through my entire life and to, to kind of made it to where I am now, but be it good and bad, film it, question, are those beliefs my own and are they true? And go from there. And, and I think because they will listen to my problems, be there for me, it's like, well, that's what we need to be doing as human beings. We're not designed to be loners, recluse, um, socially, I won't say socially inept, but that's probably too strong, but being removed from a kind of herd mentality, like the predominant of the time. So it's like, well, how can I best serve other individuals that resonate with me? comes down to communication so any problems i'm not gonna say night or day but pretty much anybody can send me a message whenever they want to because of that that actual accessibility of social media obviously that's probably one of the pros i will get back i will get back to them as soon as i can but they have that knowing that they're able to do that and i'll respond be it see how they are um message back be it i think one was to do with um a product 
So instead of actually typing backwards and forward, I just picked up the phone and say, it'd be better to speak in person because you might not interpret what I'm saying the right way or interpret what I'm saying uh, to make sense of it. So let me pick up the phone and actually speak to you and then you can ask further questions from there. So I think it's it comes down to that. Like you, you said, Trin, it, it it is learning from other people be a step further ahead of you and looking into implement that so kind of a notion of probably paying it forward Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. now I, i see you're an athlete and you've played various multiple sports did you being an athlete play into this mindset did you have or were you raised like this or was it just something as you've lived life that you've come to turn into in terms of you mean that the the motivational aspect and the drive do you mean yes i think it's a combination of probably all three i think uh coming from a family that is i won't say heavily sporty but very much health fitness is very prominent and very important part of life so it's something that I came accustomed to very young at a very young age, I think in probably about I don't know five six years old. So I think you look to copy your parents from that age, and for me it was it was just natural and a natural progression to kind of follow that trend to do every and any sport that I could, or if I couldn't, trying to make it adaptable to me. And then progressed on them. But I think in terms of to make it a career that I later had, I know I envisioned as a young child to be a professional athlete, but no, and no in certain terms that I ever think that would become a reality. So I think once I had kind of an inkling or a sniff of it, it's like, well, I like this. Let me progress on with it. So I think it was a from a motivational standpoint, probably an inner drive to be wanting to progress okay along the ways along the way sorry I, I did also have external factors that were um little bits of a kick up the ass in terms of okay let me prove you wrong but most for the most part i would say it was that inner belief to to want to succeed myself mm-hmm. i get that because um i'm that same way i am just driven to succeed i'm i'm not complacent and I'm always striving for better. So I understand that you have a podcast and you're a speaker. Tell me about your podcast and then tell me about um, what you speak on. Do you have a certain audience or a certain topic that you like to speak on? Um, Let the listeners know that. Uh, The podcast, well, it's gone through a rebrand in the last, what are we now, June, when did I put that out? In the last about three months. So it's gone from being known as the Mindset Game Podcast to now becoming the the Mindset Athlete. So, and, well, the basis of the, well, the show title now is to get to look at for the listeners to be not necessarily an athlete per se, but have that little bit of uh, remnants towards an athlete. I'm going to look at, be it, we'll use fear as the example, or, or, or anxiety, well, and a little bit of stress. Well, from an athlete perspective, they never envision seeing it from that perspective because, well, what's that going to do to me? In terms of getting to uh, an event for the very first time, we'll, we'll, we'll use the NBA because it's the, it's the closest to, as we're recording it, most of those athletes would be, if it, their first NBA finals would be excited. They wouldn't be nervous. It's, I've not been here before. I've done hours and hours of training beforehand. Okay, the stage is at another level, but what is there to be scared of? It, let, let me take this... Uh, with open arms and take it in where I think where on the flip side where you would hear it introduced is generally from the media. Whereas, okay, they're going to be nervous because they're not accustomed to that, uh, that avenue. You put the athlete in, into the, 
the shoes of of the media they're going to be scared as well because it's not they're not accustomed to it so i think it is to give the audience a perspective and kind of behind the scenes of be it athletes coaches um professional professionals within academia and things like that, behind the scenes as to what what decisions did they make to get where they are and kind of give you little tips and 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 tricks to to better your your stuff not just for the up and coming athlete but anybody in the general public that just looking to improve themselves Mm-hmm. that's very similar to what I do on this podcast as well. So I, I love it when I have another man that is doing inspirational and motivational things. I had another guest, um, male guest who he, that's what he was about. He was about empowering and inspiring people. And you just don't see that a lot from the male's point perspective. Um, it's usually the females that are out saying, okay, I want to inspire. And there's very few men. So I always love it when I see a man who can do more than just talk about sports or cars and things of that nature. So what you're speaking, what are you speaking on? Are you um, going out and doing the motivation? And, and what, are you, what are you talking about? What audience are you speaking to? I think Trina, for that, I think it depends on the audience. I think mostly in the past, I've spoken to be it high school kids uh, and elementary people per se, and and I think you you look to okay that that in the past has been to talk about my journey, but I look to involve them as well as to well why don't you why do you need to conform to the mainstream why do you have to follow this route if you if you have a a map set out in front of you that you want to follow okay yes by all means you need to probably have a backup plan as well but i think the ones where i've been questioned per se or, or question that caught me off guard is generally the younger ones you're thinking because they're all kind of more free thinking and, and, and what and they're going to tell you how, how it is it's going to be this is what I think and this is what I'm going to tell you and I'm going to try and not necessarily ca- catch you off guard but this is what I believe and, and try and answer my question whereas I think I think the older pe- people get they kind of subdue their questioning in terms of well let me make it as PC as possible and not actually make me overstretch my answer whereas I think the younger one is going to be this is what I think and kind of go from there and I think going forward it's looking to probably push back about this this notion of motivation because I think a lot of people and I'm not going to generalize look to utilize it as a vehicle to propel them to success but then if you listen to the people and we go back to this listening this uh principle uh be it of the individual and not necessarily coach and you hear the person say well i do this i want to do that but if they actually took a step back and actually reflected on what they're actually saying out loud they've got the steps in place they're just looking for somebody else to validate that actual um be it events publication program to get that validation well yes you should do that whereas i think if you look to push away those beliefs be it it needs to be perfect before i put it out there i need to have social acceptance from be it my peers which is probably a a big prominent one or what the outside world is going to think about it it's never going to get off the shelf. Whereas I think if you can dispel that belief, put it out there anyway, and take and ask for like positive criticism on on ways to make it to make something better, you, you I think you're in a better standing than thinking. And and I'm going to, I I echo this to myself more 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 specifically as well. 
a lot of the time you don't get it off the ground because you're thinking, well, and you're kind of playing things through your head as as to why it's not going to be good enough or other people are going to shoot it down, where, where in fact it's actually you doing it in the first place. And, it's, and a lot of times things won't get off the ground because you're stuck in your own head. Mm. I I agree that is so true. I'm I'm big on mindset too. So seeing your podcast with the mindset um, title that that's right down my alley. Has there ever been a time where you didn't feel so sure about yourself, and how did you come out of that situation or that mindset? Um, I think the, the, the easiest story to answer that, Trina, is probably as a teenager, and everybody could probably relate to this uh, with, with their own story. For me, it was, I think I was a sophomore in ju- or junior in high school, and I wouldn't like to wear shorts, be it this time of the year, maybe a little bit earlier in the year, because I had this notion that everybody else is going to judge me. And I think when I actually challenged that belief and took it upon myself to say, well, you kind of need to take, get a grip of yourself, James, because who is that actually affecting? Is it affecting your, your peers in high school or is it affecting you? And I, and I it kind of dawned on me. It's like, well, it's affecting me. Do I have a problem with overheating, getting sweating or and all that comes with it? Yes. So what are you going to do about it? Obviously, from that, I, I look to change that. Okay, that's something very simple. But I think it, it does come down to that notion. If it's going to have more of an impact on you, do you have a problem with that? How can you go about implementing that change? Obviously, it starts with you. Whereas if it's maybe a little bit more difficult uh be among family members okay that's a little bit more difficult but i think with mine it the buck stopped with me i had a problem with that and this is where it beggars belief i think it does still fathom me to this day i would do that for i don't know five six periods of the day in normal lessons but i would be comfortable being in shorts in in, P, in P, physical education lessons which it kind of I don't know what what was going on inside my head, but I guess it's that you're trying to find yourself at that at that period in in your life, and you you your decision processes don't make don't always add up. And you know what? There's people that are adults that are still trying to find themselves and still looking for validation from others, and they're not quite so confident. So what would you tell the listener that may be struggling with that? How would you tell them to get over that and to just move forward in life? Hmm, that's a good question. Uh, in terms of confidence, um, I think it comes down to, and these aren't simple steps, but it's rediscovering probably yourself where you were most confident be it okay that is an anxiety trait so in theory that is fear of the future so okay let's go rewind and and go backwards and see and it's exactly what i did i had to go backwards to kind of go forwards uh and 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 i I did obviously seek help to, to to help with that mental health issues uh to see they pointed well let's not solve in the moment, so to speak, what were you, what were you like in the past? What, why were you so confident? Why were you such and such? And what do you want to be in the future? So it was for, for me, it was replicating things I took for granted, obviously when I was an athlete, uh, and looking to implement those slowly, but surely. So you talked about obviously mindset, mindfulness and meditation I was open-minded to say when people said, well, why don't you try it? Okay, let me go with an open mind and see if it will work for me. Okay, I was fortunate it did, but I had that willingness to what have I got to lose kind of mentality and kind of went from there. And as obviously the confidence grew within myself, 
And be it if I had people say, well, push back against me, as the confidence grew back, well, you're not going to speak to me like that because I'm sure I'm not going to speak to myself like that. So I think as your confidence grows, it, okay, it might take s- the small steps of obviously seeking out help from another individual to say, this is my predicament. And I think by being open from the get-go, from that perspective, is going to help a little bit and get you in the inroads to kind of progress onwards. And as you find the strategies and processes to be able to implement to get you in, in a more confident state, I think the better for you. And I think oh, I like this, this quote I heard. You can't, you can't lack confidence. You can lose confidence. But obviously, if we use the analogy, if you misplace your keys, you can still find them. So it's looking at it from the simplistic notion of, of that actual metaphor and implementing that to yourself. It's something you can always, if you have lost something, you can always regain it. Hmm. I've never thought about it that way before, but that makes sense. It's not like you can't get it back and rebuild. It's if you want to, and again, we can go back to that mindset thing. If you want to, you can, you can set your mind to anything and achieve it. You just have to, allow yourself in. And I like what you said about being flexible and wanting and being open to trying new things and different things, because sometimes people get in a comfort zone and they don't want to be flexible or they don't want to step outside that comfort zone to say, okay, um, this didn't work for me. Let me try this. Because even though it didn't work, that's where they're comfortable at. And so many times that's where I see people and I'm going, why don't you not do that anymore because that's not working for you, but yet and still they do it because that's all they know. And they're too afraid to get past themselves to move into something different. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm just really, um, I'm big on that mindset too. And, and yeah, I like what you're saying. Just don't, you know, you can find it again. You haven't lost it. It's all about what you want to do and how you handle your life. <clears throat> so, um, so with your speaking, you say you speak, it, it depends on the audience and you have spoken to um, youth as well. I'm curious, what is something that was said to you as far as your speaking? It could be by youth or an adult that kind of made you think maybe a question that they asked or um, a comment. Do you have any of those moments that you'd like to share? There's there's a few. Um, I think that the best, the best ones I've heard uh, in terms of, oh gosh, going back a couple of years. And I think it was coming to the point where I was not necessarily coming to terms with retirement, but I was in that mindset of, I just don't want to do the the grind day in day out and put my body through that all the time. And I think that audience was very shocked when I said that. It's like, well, I have to make the decision if I can walk away content with where where I achieved. That's pretty. That's pretty good and pretty graceful a way of doing it. I've walked away on my terms as opposed to being pushed. But I think the the, the quote the comment was said. Would you would you come out or retire? It must be how do they word it? It must be easy to 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 get to a games. I said I I I, I kind of jokingly said I'll come out of retirement if you do it as well. And I think there's that naivety of I think they're about fourteen fifteen thinking. I know exactly what I'm signing up to. You have no idea. So I was joking there. Yeah, if I do it, you if you do it, I'll do it as well. And they kind of agreed. Yeah, I'll do it. I was like, well, I know you you're not gonna hold your word to it, and I'm not content with going in um, and doing a half hour job. In terms of if I turned up to, well, this would have been Rio, Rio 2016 that I would have been leading into. Be once I'm on, be whatever sport it was, be on the start line or whatever you want to call it. 
and I'm at 70, 80%, I'd rather not be in that position of thinking, what if? What if I'd done more years previously? Whereas I with me walking away, okay, there is that envy, little bit of jealousy in terms of, be it when you see the athletes on television. But when I do take that step back and say, well, I know the, the sacrifices and everything they put to one side to get there. Do, wanna, do I want to sacrifice that myself now? And generally the answer is no. Okay, I want the cherry on the top, the icing on the cake of being there, but I don't want to do the actual hard work of getting there. Whereas I think people don't understand that. You, you generally see in most sporting endeavors, you see the finished product. You don't see, and I think the the easiest metaphor to to explain in that is the iceberg mentality. You know, you only see what's above the surface level. You don't see what's underneath. You don't see all all the actual. I won't say negative aspects of the sport, but all the sacrifices and the hard work that has to come before it to be able to get to the finished product, to be able to get to. to represent your country on the highest stage and i think probably the younger generation because athletes don't talk about that because i think it's a process i have to do it to get to where i want to get to so we kind of gloss over the fact of it so i think because the younger generation probably don't get to hear it that often i'm not saying every athlete probably doesn't not disclose that information they kind of think it must be somewhat easy to, to get there. And I think the other one would have been oof, quite recently. I think I had one high school person. I think, I know, I, I think he was joking, turned to me and say, have you really been successful? And I jokingly answered back, what do you determine as success? Because it, it every, for everybody else, it, it, it's for everyone it is uh, a it comes down to perception. It's how you view it. Whereas for me, I jokingly said back, "Well, come to me when you've at least made a national team, and then we can t- discuss what my success has been." So I think you do need to laugh and joke with probably the younger, the, well, the older, younger generation, be the adolescents, but you do need to sometimes make them a little bit of a realist and say what is actually a comp- uh, what is actually achievable but by putting somebody down what are you actually doing you're not doing any you're not doing yourself any favors because you're kind of belittling somebody's belief and be it if they're in a weaker position they're going to take that to heart and and not necessarily strive and, and pursue what they want to achieve because somebody's I've said, well, what was the point in doing that? Or well, why are you doing that? Well, you, you, you're not really, I'm not going to say really going to amount to anything, but everybody have, have heard this at some point in their life. Somebody is knocking you or kind of pushing you down. So you don't succeed to kind of make themselves feel better. But what does that actually succeed in doing? Nothing really. Whereas I think if you, probably look to, to do the opposite and bring somebody with you and actually give them the helping hands. I think they'll feel 10 times better and they look more like more likely to want to do that for somebody else. I love that. I love not putting another person down, but giving them a helping hand. That's so important. I don't think we as people, I don't think we do that enough. Like you said, I think there's a lot of people who like to put you down because it makes them feel good. And there's people who they only see your glory. They don't know your story. So like you were saying, they don't know the hard work that goes into you being that athlete. They just see, they just see the finished product. So they don't know that, okay, you're training, you're, you're eating right. All of these things that you have to do to achieve the goals that you want to accomplish. You didn't just wake up one day and say, Oh, I'm, I'm this, this great athlete. I, you know, I use, for example, so like here, 
I'm originally from Chicago. So like Michael Jordan, basketball player, Mm -hmm. he wasn't always Michael Jordan. You, You know, he tells a story about how in high school they, you know, kicked him off the team. He got cut, but he kept going for it and he kept working. But it takes it took hard work for him to get to the Michael Jordan that we see. And that we know, you know, people didn't know that, oh, God, he got kicked off of a, a team because everybody just assumes that he was the great Michael Jordan all the time. So, you know, I think that's very wise for you to point that out to people to kind of keep them, like you said, in, in reality so that they're not just saying things, you know, off the off the top of their their head without really thinking about them and not knowing how it's going to affect the other person. So that was that's very very um profound. I'm I'm glad you do that. So we're going to go ahead and get into our 10 questions because what you just said or I think is a nice segue into the questions. Are you ready? Well, I'm going to give my best <laughs> shot. <laughs> No need to fear. They're they're not they're not bad. Okay. So question one. Who or what motivates you? Ooh, that's, I think I think that's that's I think I'll come by that from three different angles and and to, to, to kind of make my, my answer. I think and it's harping back to what we talked about. Uh, I think if we go back to when I was younger, it was very much very egotistical. It was about winning. It was very much results-driven and you could say materialistic ambitions, whereas, okay, there's nothing wrong with that to a certain extent. Uh, And I think once I made it to be my international career, I think that shifted to one of more internal. It's like, well, who am I doing it for? obviously to get up every morning like you said it it takes a special kind of person okay that it wasn't i wasn't like that every single day for six five but i would say like the good proportion of it the drive be the dedication hunger obsession passion to want to do it was my own so i think that inner inner belief and inner motivation to want to do it kind of transpires i think be it through the 10-year career, it fluctuated between the two. Okay, you look at it from a a championship perspective, be it once you make the final, the result is the most important. The the time kind of is, I'm not going to say a non-factor, but it's not as important because you generally don't forget who won the event. The time is is forgotten whereas okay the only actual misnomer to that would probably be a world record be it if you had a world record you're going to remember that as well but i think it it is one thing for people to remember is probably to gravitate between the two you you need to some extent have an external motivator uh or an outward source of motivation to kind of and I'm not going to say to motivate you because I think that's a little bit harsh, but want to be able to bounce ideas also be it a mentor or a coach. There's nothing wrong with that. It's being able to probably put yourself to be vulnerable and accountable to somebody else. Whereas I think at times with your actual internal motivation, if the actual overriding results or whatever you're wanting to achieve is not impactful enough, you're going to lose your way along the way. So I think where using a coach and a mentor is good, that is probably case in point. Whereas I think, be it with internal motivation, like I mentioned, when it is to a certain extent an obsession and you want to strive to get as close as to perfection as you can and okay 100% is not achievable but you have that open-mindedness to be able to reflect if you don't quite get there 
but you look at it in a positive way that, okay, I didn't quite get, and I'm going to use a metaphor of book sales, be it, I don't know, 10,000 copies, you got to 9,000 copies and you get the idea. You got pretty well close, but excuse me, you're, you got close, but okay, I didn't quite make it. Let me push the barrier and push the boat out a little bit for, further. Let me, okay, let's strive to, in the next 12 months, get to 20,000 20, copies. And, and you get the idea. You're, you're striving to always push the boat out to see what your, I'm not going to say the extremes are, but what you are actually physically capable of doing. Whereas I think if you look at that from a physi physiological standpoint and be it from a, a gym environment, Nobody has a problem with pushing out the boat and, and pushing the bodies to to the limit, the extremes, to see what is they're capable of. But most of the time, most people won't want to do that with their mind. It's like, this is what I think I'm capable of mentally. So I'm going to put a glass ceiling on there and not be able to push through it. So I think if you can push past that idea of, having yourself limited by your own beliefs and this, this actual metaphoric ceiling, you're able to strive to that much further and actual that much success than you actually believed you were thought capable of. Okay. What demotivates you? Um, I think that's an easier question. <laughs> I think what would demotivate me if the goal isn't the goal or per se, the motivator that's been put in front of me, be it from somebody else, and is where the external actual motivation is prominent. I believe that I'm going to please somebody else by doing it. And obviously, if you look deeper inside yourself, once you get to that actual result, oh, is that all? It's what do I do now? And you, you kind of get to a stumbling block of, well, what's the point? I wasn't fully invested from the get go. So what, why did I pursue that? Whereas I think if it isn't uh, an actual endeavor that you want to pursue wholeheartedly, that actual dem demotivation is never going to rise. Okay. When was a time? that something was said or done to hurt you, but it worked out for your good? Um, not necessarily hurt me. Uh, I think my aunt and uncle said to me, oh, this is quite early on in my career, uh, why don't you get a real job? It didn't hurt me. I took on board what they said, but I think because I had a strong grounding and more support from my mother said, well, as long as you put everything into to the efforts to, to actually succeed, I'll support you. So I think that career, obviously, I wouldn't be speaking to you today if, if I wouldn't have had the, the mental fortitude to, I'm not going to say push through that negative belief system, but I had that inner belief that, okay, that's what you believe of me. I don't see my path going that way just yet. But I'm going to prove to you that with hard work, dedication, uh, and actual hard, uh, hard work, dedication, and single-mindedness to achieve what I want, what I set out to want to achieve, you'll get on my page, and eventually they did, and they did as well, and I had their full support. Okay, what is your fear? Oh, my fear. Um, I think that my deepest fear is, is probably, and this is actually a quote, uh, well, it has been in the film Coach Carter. You, you, you are, what's your deepest fear is not that you are inadequate. Your deepest fear is actually you're powerful beyond measure. So I think it, it's, you, I have that notion of playing it small. I kind of dampen down my achievements and, and actually at times, I shouldn't be scared of what I've achieved, but utilize that as a vehicle to probably 
propel me to to want to to do endeavors that are difficult because if it was in the sporting realm i wouldn't have had any problems tackling we'll call it metaphorically the bull by its horns but anything that is outside my comfort zone i i struggled with i I think i'm getting the better of that but i'm utilizing be it mentors and coaches to if i do strive strive uh, do deviate from that path that i said i was going to do they're gonna they're gonna either question why am i doing that does it come down to fear uh or, or procrastination or what's this actual, or, or be it, am I, am I just being downright lazy and give me the kick up the ass that I need and go from there? I think so that, that, that is the, my root of fear. Okay. Is there a time when you wish you had done something that you didn't? Um, but- Maybe high, maybe maybe had high school a little bit differently, but then that that I chose that path, and okay, I could have gone out partying more. I could have done this. I could have done that. But there's no regret. There's no actual um, misgivings towards that. That was a decision. I've got to accept them for right or wrong i've got to uh, take the consequences i had a i obviously had a um a good and fruitful sporting career in high school uh it got me to where i wanted to go in terms of making an international career so i think yes it's it's maybe something that I missed out on. I, I made full use of it once I went to, to university and college. I didn't go crazy, but I did use it as a vehicle to enjoy life a little bit more because, okay, I didn't get to um, necessarily be just solely a high school student, but but that is down to the fact that I was good at sport and that's what I wanted to put my eggs in that basket. Do I, do I have a little bit of regrets towards that? No, because I, I would say probably it made me a better rounded individual. So in terms of regrets, probably not really. It does sound like a little bit, but I made the choices I did and I have to live with those. Okay. So here's the opposite. Is there a time that you wish you had not done something? Uh, well, this goes back even further. Um, if I had not done, uh, I went AWOL from school in, gosh, what grade would I have been in? Can't remember how old, but maybe like 10 years old. And I went off with a, with a friend uh, and we didn't go back to school at lunchtime and Obviously, I didn't get in trouble when I got home, but it was why we because back then I was living on a military installation, so it's I can't go off the base, but it was a perimeter fence all the way around. But I wasn't in school, so I I, I was uh, kind of brought up. My mom, why 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 weren't you at school at this particular time? And you start to question, well, how do you know that? But because it's such a small community everything gets back to your parents. So that is probably one thing I shouldn't have done um, when I was younger, be miss, um, how would you word it? Misled, but obviously I should have known better at that age, no matter anything. I knew it was wrong, but I did it anyway. (laughs) Okay. What is your definition of success? Oof. My definition of success, um, that's a good question. I think it comes down to, and it will fluctuate, I think, in terms of what you de- you determine as, as, as success. Because like I said, with the, 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 the spectrum of actual perfectionism, you, you're striving to get to 100%. That is ultimate success. 
but is it truly accomplishable? Not really, because once you, you if you even did hit 100%, the goalposts are going to move again because you're going to say, well, this is 100%. Well, how do I replicate that? You'd have to do that much more to be able to do it again. So I think in terms of viewing success, I think it's looking at it on a continuum. It's looking at from goal to goal. And I think that's a better way of looking at it. You're trying to accomplish certain accomplishments along the way to be successful. So for me, I use the story of it, it, it was to make my, my, uh, local team be it make it the high school team be it make it to the accolades of the state be it then obviously the country and and push beyond like the you know the next tick off the list so to speak and doing that as success whereas probably in a nutshell i wouldn't view everything down to that specific moment but that is one way of looking at it and i think a better way of looking at it is probably redefining everyone's own personal perception of it how do you recharge um for me it's it's setting aside my what i call me time it's very much looking to be it can be the gym could be meditation uh listening to music it's for me to get away it's not necessarily i i know people will um i won't call it shy away from social media but take themselves off social media for periods of time be it 24 hours 48 hours and you name it for me i won't say i can't do it i haven't tried tried to do it but i look to disengage from okay, at the moment that we're recording, I'm in front of the computer. So it would be getting away from that uh, kind of domain of being in the indoors. So be it get outside, go for a walk, be do hobbies that I like to do. So for t- I was out this afternoon with my mom doing photography. For me, that's time away from the business, away from, you could say technology, but still a, a camera, still technology, but away from what is the sense of um, being in connection with others from a a notion of social media, that's a disconnect. I was probably out of the house um, and off my phone for, I'm going to say about two, three hours. Whereas that, that, that for me is a disconnect and and a chance for being at one with nature, like we're intended to and, and being able to, okay, when we went out, it wasn't sunny, but by the time we kept, we kept setting off to, to come back, it was sunny. So it gives you that chance to take in the sounds, the smells, and actually the sights of, of nature and actually enjoy being in the company of obviously your loved ones. And, and that gives you a chance to, you're not judged per se on, be it, as we've talked about, appearance, uh, one's perception of, confidence they're there because well you're doing it you're doing something that you enjoy but obviously the love for it so i think for me that's you you ask a pointed question that that, in terms of what is a recharge i think it's it's being able to get away from what is the norm or what has become the norm should i say what are you awesome at Oh, I think my family would disagree with that comment. But <laughs> uh, I don't. I don't think I'm particularly awesome at anything. And I'll use this quote that my mom has said to me twice in my career, uh, in terms of before I've actually jumped full heartedly into a, a project. Is the notion where you could be very, very good at something or absolutely useless. And I think that's simplicity of the argument is a great one because like I've said throughout the, 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 your episode is what have you got to lose? I think because I don't look at myself as being, we'll coin it 
awesome or very, very good at something, but I have that willingness to try it anyway. If I turn out to be good at it, that's a success. If I'm not, okay, I could either go back to the drawing board and and try again uh, and and try to accomplish that skill or kind of say, okay, it's not for me. Let me go and try something else. But I think it's that notion of what's awesome. I think it's being able to, in a nutshell, have that flexibility and, and adaptability to, to be, well, let me try it anyway. And I think that awesomeness to, I'm not trying to prove anybody wrong, but I'm trying to find what works for me. Okay. What legacy do you want to leave? Oof. And this is branded around not that much these days, but I think if I wanted to be remembered for anything, I think for somebody that you could count on, be it if you had a problem, you would come to me to, to, to talk about it, be that one person that would be, be a shoulder to cry on, be if you wanted that to be, push you could come to and know you know in heart to heart whatever you divulge would be kept in confidentiality to to be able to get the best out of you but to, to change your actual i'm not going to say mindset but in terms of where you're at at this particular moment in time to get you in a better place so be it somebody that wasn't out for themselves but was there for the betterment of everybody else. Okay. So give the listeners one motivational takeaway. Oof. Let me think. I think it comes down to this. It, it, you, you, you need to have your own motivation because at the end of the day, the buck stops with you because you have what you have got to want to necessarily change, keep going, and replicate in those those tasks day in day out. Nobody can do it for you. Nobody can make you do that. But once you can actually visualize that and be open open minded to want to implement that. I think you're on, you're on the on a strong footing to to kind of push on to to succeed because you've got that open mindedness to let other people in if if that is what you need or you have that willingness to have that open mindedness to probably talk it out when 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 the 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 the, the hard gets going because there is going to be a time where you're going to plateau. You're going to hit that so-called metaphoric wall where you need to probably maybe talk it out with somebody to be okay. Trust in the process. Keep going because we'll call it a metaphorical circle. You don't want to be back at square one because you've not trusted the process and kept going. And I think at times for the ones that are, looking to keep going a little bit further down the road this this line you need to take that step back and be able to reflect on on some of the decisions you make and, and say for good or bad and take the consequences so i think it's in a nutshell it's encapsulating all those three and looking to obviously find your we'll put it as inner belief to keep going. Okay, James. So as we're wrapping up here, tell the listeners where they can connect with you and get in touch with you. You can find me on, well, all three social media platforms. So Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, uh, with the username at James O. Roberts 11. You can find my podcast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, um, Spotify, and anywhere that you listen to podcasts. 
And if you wanted to connect with me more specifically, just reach out to one of those three platforms as I mentioned, and I will do my best to get back to you as soon as I can. Okay, James. Well, thank you for being on Trina Talk. I really enjoyed speaking with you and have a great rest of your day. Thank you very much for having me on. If you like Trina Talk, please don't forget to go out to Apple Podcasts to rate and review. I want to hear from you. So if you're loving it, please let me know what you think. Let me know if there's any suggestions and how I can better serve you to give you that motivation and inspiration that you need. Also, who else in your life do you know that needs motivation and inspiration? Share the podcast with them as well. I hope you have a great week. And remember, if you change your mindset, you can change your life. Keep striving because success is a journey, not a destination. You can listen to Trina Talk anytime and anywhere. It's available on iTunes, Google Play Music, Stitcher, Spotify, and all other places that you can listen to podcasts. If you like the podcast, please don't forget to go to iTunes to subscribe, rate, review, and share. If you have questions for me or need inspiration on how to go to the next level, tweet me directly at Trina L. Martin.